Welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 5th of March 2022. And the title of this episode is Platforms. Wider Path Games is in the spotlight this month, as voted for by patrons. It is a new month, and so a refresh of that spotlight is underway, and I'm already in touch with Wider Path Games. It also means there are five more candidates for patrons to pick from, and they are Architects of the Deep, Arjarde Productions, Tab Creations, Outland Arts, and Tall Spiel Games. The start of March also means International GM's Day. That was on the 4th, but the sales at the One Bookshelf stores, Drive Through RPG, Pathfinder Infinite, DM's Guild, and Storytellers Vault are running for one more week. I counted over 90,000 RPG products in the discounts, and that shows you just how many people are publishing these days. Pathfinder Infinite still feels like a very new store to me, but there were more than 400 downloads in the sales from them alone. Well, bundles like GMing in Space are probably the headline deals. You know, that one drops about $50 worth of um, sci-fi tools to about $15. I took a look at the individual titles selling the best. It is just a snapshot in time, of course, as these charts are fluid until the sales are over. But when I did this research, here's what comes out on top. At Drive-Thru RPG, the top seller was Mongoose Publishing's Traveller The Explorer's Edition. The already cheap introduction to that sci-fi game is reduced to below a dollar in the sale. At the DM's Guild, it's Wizards of the Coast's own Minsk and Boo's Journal of Villainy at top space. Louis Loza had the top title at Pathfinder Infinite with a supplement called Lost Omen's Ancestries, Dragonkin. Lastly, at the Storyteller's Vault, a creator using the alias Tablegoth has the bestseller with their take on a V5 Vampire Player's Guide. So that's International GM's Day that we've had. We also had a World Book Day this week. Next up on the calendar is International Women's Day. And I'm pleased to see that Wizards of the Coast didn't wait until the 8th of March. And the temptation of a PR win with the much less fanfare announcement that they've joined Women in Games. Women in Games describe themselves as an activist group, but they want more women in games, which seems like a modest request to me. As far as tactics go, they seem to be able to sign up corporate backers like Wizards of the Coast, Rockstar, Outplay, Ubisoft, Riot and others, who I then imagine pledge to do better. Of course, Wizards of the Coasts are doing well enough when it comes to market share. Some might say they're doing too well. The latest and last for 2021 or report is out, and it shows just how dominant D&D is. The or report is a write-up of what games people are playing on Roll20. Dungeons & Dragons edged even higher, generally at the expense of Call of Cthulhu. However, Call of Cthulhu had been booming, and so a drop might simply be a plateau of stability. And the horror RPG is nearly twice as dominant as Pathfinder, and it's Pathfinder 1E as the next highest name system. Over half the people who use Roll20 use it to play D&D 5E, which is impressive. But then, games like D&D need virtual tabletops more than, say, games like Vampire the Masquerade. 
you need digital maps to track battling kobolds for your online play, more than you do, for example, to track the dramas of undead politics. Roll20 is one of the platforms getting a mention in today's Highlights podcast, and while it shows how strong D&D is, it's worth noting that Roll20 has its own rivals in the market share. In fact, they have many of them. One to watch is Foundry. You do have to pay ongoing costs for service space if you want an always-on Foundry, but gamers seem to likely pay once for the license and the functionality that Foundry offers. Uh, Foundry is in my mind this week because of a new gaming magazine called Crucible. Crucible is having a good run on Kickstarter right now and bravely promises a print version as well as a PDF. Actually, Crucible promises more than that. It will have a Foundry edition as well. How's that for platform innovation? Using a VTT to distribute a magazine. We'll have to wait to see how well that works, but the PDF launch edition, Crucible Zero, is currently free to download from DriveThruRPG. The next bit of news is about a platform of a type that I spent much of 2021 debating. As you might recall, I think there's gold in the hills of gaming subscription packages. I mean, clearly not in Google Stadia, but perhaps in other areas. I think a Netflix of board games is a candidate, and I wonder if Explored has an early runner. Their system is called Taburu, and it's a board game that connects to the internet to be your GM, control monsters, tell the story, and update the display. Last week they had a World Darkness deal, and this week they're with fellow Italian publishers Ares Games and planned to bring the popular sword and sorcery board game to their platform. There's a Kickstarter for the first game, The Bad Karmas, coming up, and that will be a good judge of just of public confidence, I guess. Over 3,000 people are watching that launch page right now. Kickstarter, of course, is another platform. It's had its own battles with technology, but it did have a good year. It's also working wonders for the prolific author Brandon Sanderson. Sanderson flirted with clickbait with an announcement about coming clean. That turns out to be a book announcement and what seems to be a bit of a snub at the traditional publishing model. You don't need Kickstarter if you're using your usual publisher to bring your latest book to market after all. How much has Sanderson taken in the first week of his Kickstarter campaign? We are above 23 million, and there's nearly a month for that figure to grow. But there's one big platform story still to go, and it's not measured in the millions, but billions. Crunchyroll was sold to Funimation's owners for $1.2 billion. Now, Funimation's library is being merged into Crunchyroll. The official advice is that you don't need accounts at both. If you have a Funimation account, delete that one. I've not yet, because I'm waiting to see if the Sony tech teams can merge play histories and cues, and that's not yet a thing. Let's outro with our usual look at interesting bundles, and I suppose those sites are platforms as well. At the bundle of holding, there are two deals for Torg Eternity. That's a rebooted RPG about realities and battles there. On Fanatical, owned by the same people as D&D Beyond, but with a focus on computer games, 
there's an indie must-play bundle. Must-play bundles are for games with really high ratings. And there are two good ones on Humble as well. First up, there's Oni Press, who are celebrating 25 years of comics. And next up, there's an absolute host of 5e content from Goodman Games. Lastly, over at Itch, and with thousands of dollars worth of RPG content for a mere five bucks, there's Trans Right in Texas. Look, I'm I'm sorry to outro with an example of what's wrong in the world, but this generous offer is an example of how gamers can coordinate to try and fight back. And on that note, let's wrap there, keep fighting, and see you next week.